Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, Howl at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Chop Soccer, we back in the building. Uh, real quick, I just want to say rest in peace to long sleeve jerseys in MLS. Um, that what happened? It is no longer a thing. So I just brought it out today because this was the first like 60 degree day in quite some time. So long sleeve it is. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just like, you can't just drop that in there. Um, like and not and not like say like what are you talking about like what are you talking about <laughs> like I mean that's just like a wild like you know just all of a sudden just like R.I.P. long sleeve jerseys like yeah that's MLS a, has not done long sleeve jerseys since 2017 that's a very broad category of like jersey to like get out of here yeah, it might even be 2016. But uh, yeah, there are no long sleeve jerseys at all. What? Keeper jerseys, you know, if you want to count that, if your team released keeper shirts, those were long sleeve, but even those were three quarter length sleeves after 2018. So yeah, there's that. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There are no long sleeve jerseys in MLS anymore. <laughs> early like how how did we start early with that <laughs> hey man, it is what it is that's the mls way um let's jump into short corners for this week man we got some uh <laughs> we got some interesting news in the soccer media space uh cameron and company with their uh it is what it is podcast have completely obliterated the traditional sports marketing agenda and now everybody trying to act like they out here with us. Uh, but it is what it is. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> CBS oh, Golasso, uh, they started their morning show, which I thought was a brilliant idea that fits uh, their traditional marketing machine and talent pool. But now they're trying to uh, give it a little more of a hard edge. And they have announced... A new show called Kicking It. <laughs> so right off rip, I'm going to go ahead and talk my shit and just get this out the way off the top. I ain't going to do too much on it, but fuck that title. Like that should let every, that should tell you everything you need to know about this fucking show. Uh, kicking It is just like, come on, bro. Really? Still? Still in the year of our Lord, 2023, we still are trying to do Kicking It, Can I Kick It? whatever whatever uh ken what are your thoughts on this show what do you think about the cast are you excited to partake in this new mass media take on soccer sport uh soccer media <laughs> okay uh i i'm gonna give you uh i'm gonna give you do you 
are we are we playing political games or are we like absolutely not i mean shit they're gonna be cussing on next show they're here now <laughs> oh yeah 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 hold on no 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 hold on hold on hold on let's play some political games hold on i love this i love this <laughs> i mean kicking it my man like <laughs> when you talk about like oh my god quality when you talk about quality in the space right and you talk about the ability to just like consistently like deliver when it comes to when it comes to just like content and like you know just having their finger on the pulse of everything that's happening like you really got to give it to CBS man like you know like kicking it is just like a stroke of genius i mean i couldn't have thought of that <laughs> like you know I would have fucked that up, bro. Like kicking it, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't wait to oh see what they God. do with it. You know, like yeah. I I mean, look who they got. They got Charlie Davies, a former striker. Oh, kicking it. Oh my God, they got a couple <laughs> former players. You don't see what they doing here. You don't see what they doing here. He could rap. Oh. Wait till you thought the 50 Cent Power intro was like taking the streets, man. Just wait. Just wait till they just wait till they do the intro. Just wait till they do the intro. I can't wait. Oh my God. Can't wait. Can't right, wait. How about uh those promotional images with everybody in the super gangster sunglasses? Like, oh my God, that's the hardest shit I've seen in the past decade, bro. Easy. Bro, we've all seen snowfall <laughs> we've all seen snowfall my man and like what would you want to do like what else could be hotter out here than like you know putting all your suits posing in like the la like look to the left like do they have palm trees in this thing like i think they got palm <laughs> trees in this thing my boy like look at what they're giving us man Oh, this shit is crazy, bro. I'm ready, man. You know. Well, you go ahead and be ready. I'm never watching this shit. Like, that's just not happening. Bro, I like this cast and doing what they do. You know, it, it's not even that. Cause, you know, we I don't know. Anyway, I'm just gonna say I like this cast. I like what they do in their traditional media space. Um I just think even if this is how they truly talk in real life, um, that's not who you've presented to us. So I don't get it. Yeah, I'll just say this getting out of here on this topic, then we can keep it moving. Um, I understand why they're marketing this the way they're marketing it. And I really don't mind that. Um, the thing that <clears throat> I think that soccer, especially American soccer, uh, well, I would say especially like U.S. men's national team, more so uh, NWSL has kind of painted themselves into the corner of is that like they've sold a lot of this to kids. So like, you know, once kids age out of that market and like, you know, a lot of your 
like, you know, marketing slash like, you know, demographical push is for like kids that didn't translate into older fans. Mm -hmm. You kind of just get stuck with this rebrand that looks like you're trying to go like edgy, you know, when you have to make your content more adult, right? Mm -hmm. It's the classic like problem that like, you know, um, what do you call them? Mouseketeers, right? Like it's the problem of the mouseketeer, right? Like, you know, you're a child star. Everybody knows you as like, you know, marketed as like a preteen kid or whatever. Now you're an adult trying to rebrand yourself as something like, you know, more for the mainstream audience. Mm -hmm. And like, how does that manifest itself? Right. Yeah. So that's just the problem I see here. I don't want to hate on them because I mean, like as personalities, I like like, you know, each part of this crew, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's tough. Like, you know, it's a, it's, it's going to be a tough act to pull off. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into some premier league talk. So, with the Premier League being the most popular league around the world, um, obviously there are people in other places that are not the UK that want to access the games in real time, see what's going on, but they can't. So they turn to illicit streams, illegal streams to be able to watch these games that they care so much for. But the Premier League says, nah, that shit is dead in the water. We're about to really start cracking down. Um, and you know, they're trying to protect the investment of their, you know, broadcasters. So, um, last season, the premier league helped take down over 600,000 illegal streams with a super block. Then just this summer sky won a high court order for internet service providers to block pirates from illegal streaming. So this is going to be particularly interesting because if you know anything about how streaming works and why we get illegal streams in the first place. Is because there are places around the world where they are much less regulated with how they use their internet. And so those are the places that uh, get the content and then pipe it out to other places in the world. So how they're going to stop that, I don't know, because hey, that's a whole other political element that they don't have the time or energy to really entertain. So, Ken, what are your thoughts on this, man? Do you think this is, well, I'm sure it's the right play as far as the copyright, but what do you think about this play as it relates to building fan bases around the world, keeping them engaged with a game that they're very far away from and how effective it will be given how long, you know, uh, media rights companies have tried to combat illegal streaming. Well, I mean, First, I'm a little worried about all this information you got on piping out that they do it over there. Like, <laughs> wait, yo, like, like, you, like you, you wanna, you wanna talk to us about something, bro? No, no, uh, nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh my god! Oh my god! Not at all. I'm good. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. I don't know, man. I think, um, I think like there are so many layers to this conversation mm-hmm. that like, you know, it almost becomes like a game of whack-a-mole, yep. you know, cause like historically, like, you know, it's probably easier and harder than it's ever been 
to get a like quality stream like you know to watch it legally mm -hmm. right because on like one hand like you know it is far more like geocached and like geolocated and like you know like walled out like you know geofenced out and like all that you know all that shit you know whatever you want to say you know um you know more than ever to prevent people from actually watching this you know but on the same token like you know there are more places than ever as you referenced like you know that have a highly deregulated internet you know so you know like you know if you are lucky you can like you know you can get a stream in a from well i don't want to say very jingoistic um but you can get a stream in an uncommon language um like you know quite readily if you know where to look right yeah so like i really think what this comes down to is just like how much money they feel like they're losing through this right mm -hmm. and you know as we you know say as a consistent theme on the podcast like you know the money you know basically determines everything else so like you know as long as they feel like they're losing like, you know, enough money to make this a worthwhile venture to like, you know, fight, I guess, quote unquote, like digital piracy, then mm -hmm. like, you know, that's what we're going to get. You know, like, I don't really have any real insight into like how successful that fight's actually going to be, because I mean, you know, like piracy is something that's been happening in every industry of like every economic system, like since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, you know. I don't think anybody has a cure for that, but like, right. you know, like the propensity to like catch it and fight it. I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I don't like really have a strong answer for that outside of like, you know, really just depends on like, you know, how valuable they think that service is to them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I do Let's have switch. one question for you oh, okay. on that though, right. before we go. Yeah. I do have one question for that. Um, what do you think? Um, what do you think is the value of like NFTs and things and like uh digital ownership and digital tokens, uh, in this new world? Like, I don't want to get too conspiracy theory ish, but like, I do want to kind of get you on wax on your thoughts of like, you know, just a little intro into like, you know, the contactless society that mm -hmm. like, you know, people say like, you know, that we're moving into, like, you know, cause this, you know, this plays a part in it. Like, you know, whether you like, you know, want to associate it or not, you know, so like, how do, how do you feel about like, you know, things like this and generally moving in that direction, you know? Um, I mean, technology is going to be around, digital currency is going to be around in one form or another. Um, as far as NFTs, you know, I've said this bef way back before uh, in another conversation it's, it's just going to boil down to how how they're trying to package it up and what specifically they're selling. You know, I think the most successful venture we've seen uh, with the marriage of NFTs and sports is NBA Top Shot. And if they can, you know, turn those glossos and penalty saves and all that other cool ass content from soccer around the world into, you know, content that people want to own a digital piece of, it'll be great. Um, you know, we have right now uh, people, a uh, company that's doing a lot of marketing in the soccer space called So Rare, but they're doing more like a trading card kind of thing. 
as NFTs. And I'm like, I don't really think that's the way. Um, like you can build a fantasy team with them and, you know, play games to get whatever payout. But, you know, I think the the real thing that people want is just a piece of the memories and, you know, trading cards and fantasy team ain't really the way for NFT. So it's going to be around. Uh, it just, it's just yet to be seeing what they'll do with it. Cause there's a lot of potential there, obviously, but if you just make it another thing that doesn't create any additional um, sentimental value for the consumer, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that. Um, you know what would be dope? A lot of those goals laid in the World Cup, mm-hmm. like especially when like Mbappe was like pulling them back single handedly. Yeah, like you would imagine those would be like collectibles in some like mm-hmm. like space that you could like you know figure out a way to monetize on or you know something. But yeah. yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Women's World Cup final. So, obviously, the U.S. Women's National Team was not in it. Nada. Um, yeah. But uh, Spain and England went to it at the final, but yet and still, they broke a U.S. TV record. Um, keep in mind that this record is excluding the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, their World Cup final in 2019 pulled in 14.2 million viewers. Um, there were 1.658 um, for the Women's World Cup that just passed in this year. So still a record for uh, the U.S. I'm sorry, for U.S. viewership, not including the U.S. Women's National Team. So that's all good, man. Like clearly the women's game is being taken a lot more seriously um, as far as media and, you know, making it accessible to people so that they can even, if they were not interested before, they can get interested. If they were interested, it's easily accessible for them. And that's all really, really positive. Um, Unfortunately, you know, there's a whole bunch of drama, you know, outside of the game, which is shameful because it was really a great win for Spain and how they came to win and the story behind them being there in the first place. But instead, we're talking about other things. So viewership is a good one to harp on. Um, Ken, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think these numbers will continue to trend up uh, through the next World Cup, Women's World Cup cycle? Or will they kind of regress a little bit? Um, you never want to hope for regression. So, you know, uh, you never want to see that. I hope they continue to go up. Um, my question though, that I think, um, that I'm going to pay close attention to, uh, as these numbers continue to rise, um, is how does that correlate with the dominance of other teams and what that means for the American soccer market, Mm. right? Because, you know, like it's all well and good that like, you know, this is the most watched like, you know, non-U.S. women's national team final in history. But what happens if there are more of those? You know, not necessarily like, you know, in terms of like, you know, most watched non-U.S. women's national team finals, 
but I mean non-U.S. Women's National Team finals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what happens if that becomes more of a norm? And what does that mean for, like, you know, the knock-on effect of, like, you know, revenue dollars, advertising dollars, you know, so on and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, there are two things happening, like, you know, simultaneously, right? And this is one thing that I think people kind of overlook um, in the world of economics that um, <clears throat> that kind of is just like overlooked. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. But like, you know, there is in, in the case of the U.S. women's national team, in the case of a lot of industries, you have like what you're doing domestically and then you have what you're doing internationally. Right. So let's take something like the rise of the women's game. Right. So the rise of the women's game, like internationally, is growing at an exponential rate because it's starting at flat zero in a bunch of places, right? Mm -hmm. So that zero to one is just like an exponential like shoot up, right? But when you look at the rise of the game in the U.S., right, like, you know, the growth of the game is dependent on a far more, like, you know, a lot more factors that you know it is having to compete against that are like you know not so much soccer related but just like the sports landscape in general right so like you know as these other places start to like you know become profitable for the women's game does that take away from the money being invested in like you know the american women because domestically like you know if you start to see you know either a stagnation or a reduction in that money invested Right. Like, you know, global money is going to look to other places, especially if these teams are getting better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people don't realize that the most the highest paid players in the world that are women's soccer players aren't in America. They're in uh, they're in Spain. You mm -hmm. know, they're at Real Madrid and Barcelona. Those are the highest paid players in the world. So, you know, like what happens once like, you know, women's soccer money starts to follow like, you know, the trends of like, you know, men's soccer money and starts to leave America behind in that regard, right? Like, how does that play? So <clears throat> it's kind of a tangent, but like, you know, while this is a really good number, it's also something to think about that, like, you know, if we get more of these, like, what does that mean in the greater context of like, you know, the landscape of women's soccer here in America? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's definitely going to be an impact because, you know, like I said, I see personally Japan being like the next truly dominant team. You say Spain, I can see that as well, given the mm -hmm. infrastructure that they already have in place for men's soccer. Um, but, you know, Japan having their own women's league now and, you know, just the way companies invest in infrastructure over there and they, they just have such long money. You know, if Sony is sponsoring teams and Panasonic and whoever else, you know, that, mm -hmm. that changes things a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And you have that uh, additional layer of, like, national pride, we'll say, <laughs> uh, where they, they want to support those things. They want to see their their nation's brand uh, more prominent uh, in the world and competing directly with the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to be seen, but... All in all, it's a net positive if you're just a fan of the game and you want to see more visibility for the women's game. All these numbers are good. 
Um, shooter pass this week. Uh, I think we got some really interesting stuff to talk about this week, right? Okay. Like, um, okay. I really think I like the way that uh, we're kind of resetting some of this. Um, mm-hmm. Really looking forward to where the show goes, um, you know, for a couple of these segments. So shooter pass this week um just a refresher for people who don't know i'm about to go through five stories Uh, i'm about to give rocks a little bit of a background um on each of the stories um and then he's going to decide uh if he wants to shoot talk about the story or pass um not talk about the story we'll move on to the next one um we've got uh, i think we've got some really good ones uh here for you today um hopefully this is the start of something epic all right, let's we'll see, let's we'll see. Um, all right, so um, let's start with the little messy. All right. Um, but of course. Did you is watch? anything more important than Messi right now? No, absolutely not. He is the, he is the content that continuously gives. Oh, my God. Um, did you see his MLS debut this weekend? Maybe we'll get to it a little later and interesting or not. I did not see that game. Okay. Uh, I've seen all the ones up to that one, but I was unable to watch it, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Well, I didn't watch it either, but apparently there were a lot of stars out for it. Um, Mm. And there was a presidential announcement. (laughs) Were you you aware of this? Where's the uh, whistle? (laughs) (laughs) presidential announcement yeah from who? Uh, from uh from dmc from uh dmc the legendary DMC, dmc like run dmc yeah 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 those are two dudes <laughs> right you had that was that was run and there was dmc right okay so dmc um he was at the game and he uh he he thought this is the opportune opportunity and uh, the best place for him to announce his candidacy for president. In 2024. Um, 2024. Uh, yeah, is it 2024 next election? Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rocks. Um, <laughs> I know we don't talk up politics a lot um, <laughs> on the oh broadcast. Are you uh, are you going to shoot or pass this? Uh, I'm gonna pass because that <laughs> shit is ridiculous. Listen, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna pass. No thanks. <laughs> Hell no. Okay, that's ridiculous. Well, um, I am inspired. I'm gonna go do my research. Um, I'm gonna see what a president DMC America would look like. Um, And I'm going to leave you with this. Um, The whole beauty of everything that's going on, you know, Messi being here, soccer, MLS, everything that's going on. This is what the world is all about. We see so much division, but if we go to a soccer game or a concert or a museum where sports and arts is, it's a true representation of how great this world is, not oh can be God. how great it is. And I'm running for president starting today. 
because in a beautiful place like this, what better place to announce it? But it's all about togetherness and people coming together. You you can't uh, get behind come that together rocks. at the hip hop fifty concert. <laughs> like, you can't get behind that rocks. I'm behind him. Man, I'm behind him. I'm so sick of all these grifting ass celebrities, bro. I man, listen. That's why I passed. Pass. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Well, um, speaking of grifters, were you ever a Spice Girls fan? Um, uh, Scary Spice, sure. I mean, what about the like? What about the hits? Did you you rock with the bops? No, I mean I don't hate the songs. I mean, you didn't was, hate the that songs? was the time. Okay, um, yeah, I went and bought the Mel B solo album. Like, I don't give a fuck about those Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what wait, you mean, wait? wait. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> hold on. Hold Come on, on, man. Gather yourself. Hold on. Hold on. No, you gather yourself. You bought the Mel B. <laughs> you bought the Mel B solo album. Mel B has a solo album? Yeah, she got about three, two or three of them. What are you talking about? Wait, as as what? As Mel B? Yes. Oh, my God. I did not know that. I did not know that. Okay. That's crazy, bro. Okay. Well, um, I don't know how tight Mel B and uh, Posh Spice are, uh, Victoria Beckham. Mm-hmm. But uh, she definitely uh, she definitely grifted her way into some Spice Girls. But <laughs> 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 she was not there for the music. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, her and David Beckham were out in Nashville um, after Inter Miami's League Cup win. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we ever talk about Inter Miami's League Cup win? Did we ever get to that? I don't remember. I should, but I repeat my memory shit. Okay, after watching the whole League's Cup, uh, do you think it was scripted or not? No. Okay. Um, all right, well. David Beckham was out in Nashville um, after their League Cup win, um, and he went cowboy boot shopping. All right, um, and you know, um, I guess what the fuck? <laughs> what I guess? Um, I guess this is what you do when, like, you know, you're the owner of the team, and you're in a city, and you're on a roll. Like uh shooter pass rocks. Like uh would you okay, well I guess uh let me let me ask the question to you this way before we go shooter pass. Mm-hmm. Um would you um would you flaunt your win by doing something that the city that you just beat their sports team is known for after you win? Uh, shooter pass. Oh, if you if that's how you framing it, I'm shooting it. Okay. So you All right, tell me, me about it. Would I tell have done that? It. Would I have? Yeah, in Nashville, would you have gotten cowboy boots after after they won? Like just to kind of rub a little. Not salt only would it. I have gotten cowboy boots. Uh huh. I would have got pink cowboy boots. <laughs> one side with the Enter Miami logo. 
the other side with the League's Cup trophy. <laughs> oh, my God. La Greca? I would have been riding through the middle of downtown on a motherfucking horseback. Oh, wow. And my yeah. horse would have Nashville gold-colored horseshoes on. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would be okay. cutting the goddamn fool in Nashville. Are you kidding me? What? Have you ever been to Nashville? I have not been to Nashville. I've never been to Nashville either. I hear it's a pretty cool. I place. heard they hot chicken is fire. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard. Uh, I heard Nashville is pretty cool. Like, I mean, I hear, like, uh, I hear it gets a bad rap with all like the country music and bachelorette parties and shit like that. <laughs> but um, like, I actually heard like you know it's a pretty dope place. Yeah. So uh, we might have to check it out for the MLS season. But uh, yeah. yeah, big ups to. Uh, David Beckham for winning uh, La Greca. That's what I'm calling the League's Cup now. It looks like uh, it looks like a Bodega Greca, like uh, in collaboration with Versace. <laughs> in collaboration with Versace. Um, okay, like, uh, are you familiar with um, I Show Speed, um, the Twitch streamer? Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I am aware of who that is. Okay. Are you uh are you aware of his latest incarnation of himself? Um more recently no. he's been known as <laughs> Paul. <laughs> you heard about this? Oh pause. <laughs> pause, I know. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you heard about this? Nah. You gotta okay. break this down for me. So uh so my guy is a big trick streamer. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, um, he was he was watching some game or whatever. He was doing something, um, and <laughs> he let the hammer fly on the Twitch stream. Was he was he watching something butt naked? What the fuck? How does this happen? I, I don't know. Apparently, uh, apparently, somehow or another, the hammer flew on screen. This always seems like this. This confuses me so much. I I don't understand how this is a thing, like how the hammer accidentally just flies on camera. But like, okay, so so it happened, and um, now um, he is he is facing a bit of backlash because people are saying that it was staged. Uh, you think? That's been his whole fucking shtick is just doing the wildest, goofiest, most obnoxious shit imaginable. Okay, so um, he is uh, he is he is uh, he is concerned. Well, he is uh, letting people know that uh, he is going through it. He's having a bit of mental uh, health problems here. So uh, prayers up to my man Speed. Um, you know, or uh, I show meat, whatever you're doing right now. Um, <laughs> Bro, that's a crazy uh, sequence. What? What prayers up? <laughs> you went to, I wish him well on his mental health journey, and then called him I show meat is crazy. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, you know, look, man, internet's a cruel place. Oh um, my so, god. Uh, um, have okay. Do you have any um do you have any words of wisdom for Mr. Meat here? Um pause. Uh, um shooter pass. Pass, but I was I will say get off the fucking internet, man. Just just get off the internet. 
Do you think the soccer world has seen the end of uh, I Show Speed uh, after these latest no. antics? Hell no. No. People love stupid, obnoxious, ridiculous shit. And that is what he does with zero shame. So that's what he'll continue to do. He'll make a lot of money to doing it. Salute to a young black man getting his paper, getting himself financial freedom. I'm not mad at that part, but clearly I'm too old. I am not the target demo for that shit. I think it's ridiculous for any creator at all. Um, yeah, that shit is trash, bro. So get off the internet. That's my advice, but that's not going to happen. So have fun, bro. Everything that comes with it is yours to claim. Um, speaking of getting kicked off the internet, um, Megan Rapinoe is retiring from international play. <laughs> uh, did you uh, did you hear about this? I think yes, uh, this might have sure. this might have slipped. Um, okay. Um, do you do you have? We'll just keep this simple. Um, do you have any fond memories um, of Megan Rapino over the years that you would like to share with us? Um, yeah, man, either... she used to be my favorite player on the women's side. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I used to uh, have, like, your, you wanna... your sports crush? My sports crush was Pino. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the yeah, Ellen DeGeneres just... haircut? Is that what did it for you? Short hair definitely did it. The colors definitely did it. Okay, and just okay. she's a she's a baller. Yeah, and obviously yeah. I'm I'm interested in fashion and style and all that. So her personal style was a draw for me. It wasn't like physical attraction to her. Uh-huh. I just thought her personal style was super dope. Um, but then she got into all of that, you know, other stuff after, and I was just like, mm, maybe not so much. And yeah, just her personal character was just put me off a little bit she's still cool though like i mean it's it's pino she's a u.s legend she's still a fundamentally good person yeah um just once you learn a little bit more about people the match is different so that's that but salute to her on a retirement she had an incredible career she won a lot of shit she made some pretty decent money um yeah, it's her time anyway. Time is going to get all of us sooner or later. Yeah. Damn show on my ass, I tell you that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some gray hairs. Uh, I got some gray hairs right now. I'm like, shit. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Yeah, uh, you know, big up to Megan Rapinoe. I think she had uh, I think she had a really great career. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think she had a sneaky... She had a sneaky good career. Like, uh, like when you go back and you like just look at like everything she's won. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they do like a, I don't know if they do like a cycle like in women's soccer. We should probably we should try to make that a thing, mm-hmm. right? Where like you know you basically like run through and see is there anything is there anything that she hasn't won, and um, I would. I mean, off the top of my head, I would probably guess probably not, you know, like um, she's won. She's definitely won a World Cup. She, I'm pretty sure she's won an Olympics. Uh, that would be the only one I've had questions about. But she's won plenty of NWSL titles. Um, she's never played in Europe, but I don't really think 
like you know that's like the knock that it is for players of her generation mm-hmm. um i think this next generation i think that's gonna be like a big knock right like if you this next generation of players if you don't play in europe i think that's gonna be a big knock but i don't really like hold that against megan rapino mm-hmm. but yeah she's uh she's got a sneaky big uh like trophy cabinet so yeah, yeah. Yeah, not really my taste uh, in terms of like style or whatever. But She's I mean, easy, you know, bro. stop that. Nah, nah, it's a little much. You know, a little <laughs> much. She is a looker, though. Like, you know, she is a looker. See, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Sometimes I just think she dresses like a little boy. But uh, all right. Hello. Um, <laughs> Speaking of bad photos, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was taking photos at the <laughs> Oh, man. There's no way he's bad, bro. <laughs> what? There's no way he's bad. <laughs> I know. I just couldn't help myself. I, know, I, know. I couldn't help myself with the transition. It was either say good photos or bad photos. And I already, I was already <laughs> fucking around talking about Megan Rapino. Oh my god, man, these are some good stories this week. Um, so did you see Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, taking photos at um at a couple of these messy games? Was it um was it his MLS debut? Yeah, I think it was the MLS debut, which I did not watch, so I wouldn't have seen him. Yo, I wonder, did he get a shot of DMC running for president? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably. I mean, with the visibility and prominence of Run DMC to hip hop culture. um, Yeah, it's, it's possible. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay, shooter pass. Is this something you would like to do? Like, do you think this would be dope? Being the uh photographer you are, you're an amateur photographer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I don't I like I'm not no, like I'm not trying to hate like when I say like amateur photographer, but no, like, no, no, no. like I'm an amateur photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. semi pro, but no, nah, amateur. Okay. But yeah, um you would like to do something like this, wouldn't you, at some point? No. Oh, sports photography? Yeah, yeah. No, no thanks. Not at all. I could have done it. Um, Yeah. You know, when I started Apollo, I could have, I had press passes. I put, I gave those opportunities to other people who actually wanted to do sports photography. Um, I enjoy photography. I enjoy portraiture. I enjoy nature photography. Um, I enjoy street photography, but sports photography, I'm just not interested in, bro. But it's because I'm so into sports, like, just personally, I don't want to be working a sports game. I want to watch those, enjoy those, scream, yell, all that shit. I don't want to be, oh, nah, no, thank you. Yeah, I Hard thought pass. about it. I thought about yeah. it. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it'd be great to be, like, a sports photographer in that way. Yeah. Like, you know, especially for something like MLS or NWSL. But then I started mm-hmm. thinking about it. I was like, well, you're right. Like you don't even really get to enjoy the game because like, you know, you're, you're looking for like the shot, right? Right. Like, you know, like I would, if I go to a game, I would want to be there to enjoy it. I wouldn't care about 
the shot. Like I wouldn't want to yeah. sit in the corner, like, you know, hopefully trying to get like three or four shots during the game, you know? Right. Not, Even when I was shooting for the Apollo page, like I shot all of that stuff on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. So my thing was to just get into interesting scenarios and places around the game and then just, you know, shoot what I can in those moments and share that. But just like standing on the sideline, walking side to side, getting shots. Yeah. Hard pass. All right. Um, okay. I think that's all we got for shooter pass, man. Like, uh, okay. kick it back over to you for some of this foul play. Yeah, man. So foul play <laughs> is back. Um, this is where we take interesting situations happening in culture and soccer and whatever. And we decide uh, who's in the wrong here. Should we be issuing yellow cards for minor infractions or straight red cards to get people out the paint for extra egregious behavior? And in this case, we are talking about youth soccer. Um, Youth soccer has maintained a pretty bad rep for how um, parents generally participate uh, around the game and their kids' involvement or lack thereof. And it can get pretty ugly on those sidelines. But this week, we have a situation in which a coach of a youth soccer team in the uh, D.C. area, DMV, uh, was attacked by a parent. And not only was he attacked, he was attacked with a metal fucking water bottle. And he suffered some severe injuries, including a bruised socket. Uh, This is absolutely crazy. Um, I hate this type of shit. Ken, let's get into it. Do you have cards for anyone involved in this situation? Um, So... I definitely have a red card for the parent. Um, you know, um, can't hit him with a metal water bottle. Um, if he would have hit him with a plastic water bottle, this might have had a chance to go into the funny realm of like whimsical coach and mm-hmm. like, you know, angry parent, like Benny Hill type shit, you know. Yeah. If you hit him with a plastic water bottle, like, you know, you still have the chance for that. You hit him with a metal water bottle, like, you know, now, like, you know, you're practically endangering his life. Like, you know, it sounds like you beat him up pretty bad with this water bottle. Um, Red card for the parent. Um, I want to give the coach a yellow card. Um, Want to give the coach a yellow card. Uh, I think I need some more information, though but I have the sneaking suspicion that this guy is not completely innocent in this situation. Um, you know, like not, not victim blaming in any type of way here, but I'm sure sound like it. (laughs) I feel like there's more information here that's being led on in some type of way either this parent is like a super criminal or Mm -hmm. like the coach like you know might have a history of some other shit Mm -hmm. you know like not like other shit like you know like 
he just might be a bit eccentric himself, you know, if you get what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Like nothing criminal from the coach's part. Yeah. But like, yeah, I definitely want to hear more information, see if the coach might have been a bit chatty and like, you know, this parent might have just totally blown a gasket and overreacted. Like, you know, I want to hear the context, you know, but definitely a red card for the parent. Pending more information, maybe a yellow card for the coach. What about you? Yeah, straight red for the parent. There's no card for the coach. Um, barring him threatening ill will on your child, there's no reason you should be putting your hands on the official at a youth soccer game. Like, that shit's just crazy. Um, you sure? What do you mean? What else would he be doing? I mean, like, let's say this team clearly, like, let's say this team clearly, 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 like the team you're playing against is clearly weak against possession. And instead of trotting out a 4-2-3-1 to just go ahead and get the job done, this coach comes out into 3-5-2 with two <laughs> wing backs. You know, one kid probably's got on goggles. <laughs> like what? Listen. <laughs> like you don't you don't think you gotta have some words with this coach when you try to pick up these wins? You know Absolutely how much money not. you know how much money you pay for travel soccer for this coach to come out here? That's the out. that's the problem. If there's any yellow cards to be given out, it's to these uh youth soccer clubs where they talking about we're gonna help your child develop. They ain't gonna help your child develop shit, but that's poor what I'm saying. Fucking, bro. Poor self esteem and uh, a fucking a nice bill for you to pay every month. That's, That's what I'm saying. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. I need more information, bro. Man, I don't need no more information, bro. If if I was a youth coach somewhere and I'm trying to do some good, you know, whether it's one of those pay to play ass models or whatever the case may be, no coach should be attacked on the sideline. That's just me. If that coach turn around and clap your ass off the fucking face of the earth. So be it. So I'm like, don't be attacking nobody, man. If you don't like the program, you don't like what the coach is doing, you can find another program to pay for. It's not that hard at all. You don't need to attack nobody. That's just crazy. What if you paying fifteen hundred dollars? What if you paying fifteen hundred dollars a month and your kid only getting like twenty minutes of burn per ninety, and he clearly the best player on the team? Uh, like I said, if it was me and somebody approached me with a water bottle and the DMV. I'm clapping you off this earth, bro. <laughs> like that's, I mean, that's me though. So, so it sounds like you calling the coach a little for getting beat up. Man, calling him my my man might be orders of magnitude bigger than he is. Who knows? <clears throat> All I'm saying is, don't be doing that shit. Red card for the parent and any parent like him. Y'all are pieces of shit. But that's me. Okay. I I I just need to hear some more information. Okay. Cause I wanna I wanna hear what lineup this coach is trotting out before <laughs> before I completely absolve. Before I completely absolve it. Oh man. Cause if I'm paying fifteen hundred dollars a month and I go out there and this this coach got like six kids just playing quote unquote offense. I'm about to be like, hold up. Oh man. Hold up. 
<laughs> All right, you ready for uh, you ready for interested or not? I am ready. Okay, uh, this could either be the shortest segment in the history of the world, <laughs> or we might actually get to something. Um, okay, first, uh, let's get this out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched any games like uh, MLS or NWSL? Uh, MLS, yes. I have not watched any NWSL. I'm kind of off NWSL until um, NYCFC gets a women's team. Oh. We talked ooh. about this before. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, Gotham, they tried some slick shit in the pandemic thinking they were clever. And I was just like, bro, I don't got time for this shit. I was like, I didn't even like y'all that much in the first place because you already play at Red Bull Arena. But I was trying to support. And yeah, I guess they hit the wrong nerve with me. But I have watched MLS. Uh, I was at the game yesterday, NYCFC versus Montreal. They have Vancouver on Saturday, which I will not make. But yeah, I've been trying to keep up with games, man. I'm really enjoying... um, I was really enjoying the league play, barring my own team, up until that point, because it's so much easier to watch games now on uh, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So I've had a great time just watching various games. Now, uh, we're just getting back into the swing, so I got to catch the rhythm again. All right. Uh, here are some um, here's some rapid fire, interesting or not. We'll okay. just table NWSL. Um, we'll just table NWSL for a while. I haven't really even watched it either. Um, they're yeah. just getting back from the Women's World Cup. I don't really know what, like you know, what the teams are looking like. Um, we'll check back in in like a week or two. Um, Word. <clears throat> all right. Um, uh, all right. So here's some rapid fire. Interested or not? Um, is NYCFC going to make the playoffs? Interested or not? Nah. Like, is that a storyline you're following, interested or not? Yeah, I'm following it. But are they going to make it? No. Okay. If they do, what a fucking lightning strike, but no. Is it an interesting storyline? No. Um, on that note, is Inter-Miami going to make the playoffs? Um, and is that an interesting storyline to follow? That is an interesting storyline because where they were starting from, which is dead last place in the East, Mm-hmm. Um, their win over Red Bull put them in not last place. They are now ahead of Toronto. Will they make the playoffs? Mm. They can. Will they is a question to be answered at a later time because they just got a draw at Nashville. They would have needed to win that game. Uh, I think they will because they are much better managed than NYCFC and they have a much uh <laughs> much higher talent pool than NYCFC right now um especially when it comes to Messi man just he can make a different type of magic <clears throat> as we've already seen so having him in the pocket if they keep his minutes right and keep everybody fresh enough to grind out those you know 1-0 or 2-1 wins they can absolutely make the playoffs. Um, I bet a dollar that they would win the MLS Cup if they get in the playoffs and win the MLS Cup. A dollar would pay out what? Like 30 bucks. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, 
do you think? Um, so Cincinnati is the clear in a way like supporter shield winner. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that bodes well for them going into the MLS Cup playoffs? Like, is that a storyline to watch? Interesting or not? No, it's interesting because they're playing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the next nearest team is St. Louis with 47 points. So they're a full 10 points ahead of them, and, and they're in the West. Yeah, uh, New England is 11 points behind in the East. So is it interesting? Not really, because, you know, traditionally we've seen if you win the Shield, it's unlikely you're going to win the Cup. Like, it's generally an either-or. Mm-hmm. And I am – and always have been of the mind that fuck that supporter shield. Like it's nice. I get its importance to the fan base and yada, 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 but it's about the MLS cup. So if they win both, woo, we are definitely in the era of MLS 5.0 because it's just not a thing that happens. So let's see what they do. Cause they are really damn good. Um, Let's see. Let's look. Let's see. Do we have anything else on the East? Um, is Chicago for real? Is Chicago for real? I mean, technically, real how? Like, are they going to stay in the playoffs? What do you What do you mean? Are they real? Technically, they are in the playoffs. Yeah, they have the last so. playoff spot as of right now. If Charlotte loses that game, they would if Charlotte loses this game, they would have yeah. They would have the last playoff spot um technically with another game to play that could solidify like that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, are they for real? Do you think they're going to Um do you think they're going to make the playoffs? No. Okay. Because they have a gauntlet of 6-point swings in the East to close out the season. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh my God, bro! Gotta they win them have, all. Let's see, DC on the second. They have Montreal yep. on the sixteenth. Columbus yep. on the twentieth. New England on the twenty-third. Red Bull on the thirtieth. Miami on October fourth. Charlotte on October seventh, and then NYCFC on October twenty-first. Sheesh! They're all in the East, all pretty much near each other, and you got to navigate all of that. And it's a tight-ass schedule. It's like, you know, really condensed schedule, too. So are they for real? We are going to see on decision day. It's too early to say. They're in now. Good for them. We are absolutely not. (laughs) So I ain't going to be talking shit about no Chicago in this moment. But we will certainly know on decision day. I have tickets to that messy game. Are you going to resell them? Yeah, I'm just holding out. Trying to get top dollar. Yeah, top, top dollar. Um, all right. So I guess that's it for the East. Um, let's switch over to the West before we mm-hmm. wrap it up. Um, okay. So do you think it's an interesting storyline that the West has had a down year? Um, if you look outside of um, Cincinnati, you would have St. Louis that would be leading the shield, but none of these other teams would be anywhere close to 
like the numbers that um, like some of the teams in the East are putting up uh, for the Shield. So um, do you think it's an interesting storyline that the West is having a down year this year Um, or so interesting or not? And then what would you attribute that to? Um, It's down, but it's not that much down. Um, it's like a, a point difference or so. Uh, but in any case, yes, the West has traditionally been very strong. But I just think the way um, games scheduling has changed and them having, you know, stiffer competition in the West, everybody's trying to step their game up because for so long you had the Seattles and the Portlands. Um partially the um, Kansas City. So, you know, all those teams in the West want to get better. They want to compete with LAFC. Now St. Louis is here as an expansion club doing incredible work. Uh, shit is shifting. So I, I, that's what I would attribute to is just things are shifting in MLS as a whole, particularly in the West, because, you know, LAFC completely blew out like what is successful in the West. So yeah. they became a new benchmark. Now it's St. Louis. And you got to step your shit up. So earlier you was telling me about piping, and now you're telling me about stiff competition. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my guy, my guy, are we are we okay? Like, are you all right over there? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Austin might miss the playoffs this year. Um, do you think yep. that's an interesting storyline? No. No? Nope. What do you think that um, – is it over in Austin? Like, what yep. do you think is going on? It's over. Claudio Reyna fucked that up. Uh-huh. You don't think they'll be back? They will be back, but when is the question? It's MLS, <clears throat> man. You never know. If you, if you fall in MLS – from your prominent position, like shit gets really bad for you really fast. I mean, case in point, <laughs> New York City Football Club, they got fucking, yeah. they were really good and then they weren't. And here we are. Yeah, the fire been bad for 20 years. Yeah. Huh? Fire been bad for 20 years. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully they'll switch their shit up. Yeah. What's up with the Galaxy? Uh, let's try to stick to the West Coast. What's up with the Galaxy? Is it over? Man, that's a great question. <laughs> they need they need something. They need some magic. Mm-hmm. From where? I don't know. I don't watch enough of them to say they have some talent. Uh, but they just don't have the formula right now. So they got to go get one. A good one. All right. Um, but I guess we'll end on this. Um, because, like, you know. Next week, we can come back, like, you know, do a bit more of a specific playoff, like, you know, focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but the white caps, surprising? Is this, is this mm. an interesting team to follow right now? It is an interesting team to follow, and is they have kinda, been for the last two or three years. This kind of came um, out of nowhere, fine. though, no? Huh? This kind of came out of nowhere, though, no? Like, this no, not nowhere. They were, they were trending up. They needed some, like some key pieces and they got it. So they are doing much better now. Um, 
I think they won the Canadian Championship last year, actually. I okay. can't remember for sure, but in any case, this is not out of nowhere. Like, that's definitely not the case. Okay. They have been building towards this type of, this level and beyond, to be honest. But, you know, to see them well above the playoff line and, and playing well, in good shape, uh, competing decently, um, have a great chance at making a good playoff run. I like all of that energy. All right. Uh, I think that's all I got. All right, man. This has been Chop Soccer Podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Ken, you got any last words for the people? Nah, bro. Uh, this has been a really good episode. I think uh, I think this is kind of like a sign of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing either. Just uh, stay hydrated, uh, do cool shit, and have more fun. Touch grass. <laughs>